Hey there, single lady. I am so glad, as always, that you are here. Today, I'm going to talk about a very, very important topic, and it's one I have covered on different episodes, but I want to go a little bit deeper this time, and I'm going to be talking about how to successfully handle rejection in dating. This is so important because how you handle rejection is going to make a big difference on how you proceed into your relational future and whether or not it's going to trip you up or if rejection can help you find that trustworthy marriage-minded man. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach Shanna Schutte. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. Oh man, rejection. It can hurt so bad. It doesn't matter what age you are. Depending upon the kind of story that we've had in the past, rejection can be something that's pretty, pretty painful. So today, what I want to do is give you some things that you can put into action to handle rejection. So the first thing is to acknowledge that rejection hurts, right? All of us have experienced rejection at some level, at some point in life. When you acknowledge that rejection hurts, then what happens is that you can pay attention to the pain of rejection, to that emotional wound that you have experienced so that you can move forward. If we just say, no, I'm fine, and we don't really pay attention to it, and we just move on without giving voice to our hurt, then what happens is all of that hurt can just go underground and it's going to come out later somewhere else in our relational future. So the first thing you want to do is you want to acknowledge the pain of rejection and acknowledge that it hurts. The second thing you want to do is embrace rejection as a normal part of life. Like I said, everybody experiences rejection. So when you have that guy who isn't interested in you or a relationship falls apart, remember these things have happened to everybody. So it's not anything to do with you or your value or how desirable you are or any of that stuff, right? Rejection is a part of life. Now, if we say, no, 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 I don't want to get rejected, and we are really, really afraid of it, and I've mentioned this before in other episodes, then what you're doing is you're coming at it from a position of fear, right? If you're trying to avoid it, if you're just thinking there's no way I can ever handle that, you're coming at relationships from a position of weakness, and what that is going to do is that can make you shrink back in relationships and not totally be yourself because you're afraid of what someone is going to think of you or if there's going to be conflict, or what's going to happen in the relationship, like what's going to go wrong, right? So you don't want to resist rejection to the point that you're thinking, no, 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 I can't handle it. Because again, that's coming at it from a place of fear. Instead, like I said, you want to say, this is a normal part of life, and this happens to everybody. And if it happens to me, I can handle it. So if you are listening to this right now, and you've always been terrified of rejection, like I was when I was single, then what you want to do right now is just say out loud, I can handle it. Think about it. You have gone through so much in your dating and relationship life so far, you've had all kinds of things happen to you and you have successfully handled those things and you have gotten through them and you are smarter and wiser and stronger than you have ever been. So again, tell yourself, I can handle it. 
The next thing that you want to acknowledge is that, yes, like I said, rejection is difficult to deal with, but it's important to handle it the right way so that you can move forward into a great relationship. If you do not handle rejection appropriately and in a healthy way, it can keep you stuck in unproductive dating patterns, which I've talked about also on the Single Over 30 podcast. It can keep you from a great relationship. So for example, when I was young, I had a relationship that I was in love with a guy and there was some rejection that happened in that relationship. And on the tail end of that, I didn't handle that rejection appropriately. I really should have gotten some counseling and some help, but I didn't know how to do that or didn't even consider that that was an option. And what happened as a result, I developed some very overly self-protective dating patterns and those dating patterns kept me stuck. So for a while, I became avoidant in nature. You may have heard me talk about different attachment styles, right? So I became avoidant in nature and I would just cut guys off before I even gave them an opportunity to get to know me. I would pick them apart. I would find all kinds of reasons why they weren't good enough. And I did this because because I was afraid of rejection. Sometimes women, if they're really afraid of rejection or afraid of intimate connection with someone, they will date men who they know that they're really not going to get serious with, men who they know that they will not have a long-term committed relationship with because it's easier that way, right? Getting into a committed relationship now means that I am no longer in control and that there's a possibility that I could get rejected. So you want to make sure that you handle rejection appropriately in a healthy way so that you do not get stuck in unproductive productive, unhealthy dating patterns that are just going to keep you away from what you really want, which is a committed relationship. So I'm going to give you some tips now on how to appropriately handle rejection. So the first thing is you want to make sure that you contextualize rejection. You want to see it from the right perspective based on what's happening in that situation. So for example, sometimes women will think of online uh, interactions when a guy isn't interested in them as rejection. But then we have to ask ourselves, does that guy even know me? Maybe I haven't even ever talked to him. Maybe I haven't ever seen him in person. Maybe we've never even chatted on the phone. He doesn't really know me. And so therefore, it cannot be a rejection of my person because in the context of online dating, there's no way that that could happen. That guy doesn't even know who I am. So we want to make sure that we contextualize it and not take it personally, right? Put it in the right perspective. The next thing is you don't want to fill in the blanks or make assumptions. So for example, if someone says they're not interested, maybe we've had a tape rolling around in our head for quite a while that has said, you know, nobody really wants me. I'm undesirable. No one wants to date me. Everyone always rejects me, right? So then when something that lines up with that lie happens in our dating and love life, again, that tape replays. So you want to pay attention to what's going on in your mind and make sure that you are not filling in the blanks of what happened and make assumptions. So you don't want to say, well, see, you know, it's just because I'm undesirable when you really don't have information about what went on. Now it's normal if we don't have the total context of why someone says they're not interested, it's normal 
normal for us to go to the absolute worst place and fill in that blank. What I mean is there's a blank of something that happened in the relationship that we don't understand, and we fill that in with the absolute worst thing. Make sure that you are not doing that. Make sure that you are not making assumptions, because lots of times there are knots or there are tangled things in relationships, things that are unclear, right? And those things might stay knotted. Those things might stay unclear. But we want to make sure that we're not making assumptions about what happened and painting the picture very badly of ourselves or the relationship or the other person. We want to think logically. Also, you can also view it from the perspective of another person, which helps a lot of times. So for example, there may be men who come into your life who are interested in you and you are not interested in them. Would you ever think, well, they're just a bad person, and so you know they're undesirable, no one's going to want them? Would we use the thoughts that we use on ourselves, on them? Absolutely not, because it doesn't mean that that guy isn't lovable, that someone won't want him. It just means that maybe we're not interested. So again, get outside of yourself and think of it from an outside perspective. How could I see this based on how I see my interactions with other people? And also another thing is, like I just kind of mentioned, remember that some of your relational knots may stay tangled. Now, if you are a peacemaker, if you're a woman who always likes everything to go smoothly, you do not like conflict in relationships, the whole rejection thing just brings a whole lot of anxiety because you're thinking, oh, now there's all these knots and I like peace and I like to know what happened and I like everyone to get along and I like things smoothed out. If you're that kind of person and you're not okay, with relational knots, you're going to have to remind yourself that sometimes there are just going to be some relational knots that stay tangled. And there are going to be some answers about what happened in a particular relationship that you may not really understand why those things happened. Some of you may know that my husband was married before and he did not want to uh, get divorced when he was married before, but that's what happened. And one of the things that he learned in divorce care was that you should be able to say, you know what, I'm all right with not knowing the answers. I'm all right with not knowing exactly what happened and what the other person was thinking. That was one of the key things that the facilitators said that you needed to know so that you could move on or that you needed to admit, right, so that you could move on in your love life. Also, at the point of rejection, this is not the time to start making decisions about your relationship future. It's not the time for you to say, you know what, I'm never having another relationship again, or all men are jerks, or no one's ever going to love me, or I am always going to be single. Okay, it's normal that we think those things because we're really hurting, but this is not the point at the point of rejection, it's not the point to start thinking about what will or will not happen in your future. This is the point at which you pay attention to what you're feeling and that you care for yourself and be gentle with yourself, which leads me to the next point. You want to pay attention to what you're feeling at the point of rejection or what you're thinking. So I just kind of mentioned this, that you may get rejected and they may be thinking, well, I'm just a loser. No one's ever going to want me, right? It's really important to pay attention to those thoughts that we're thinking because those thoughts lots of times are lies. They are lies. And if we accept those lies as truth and we hold on to them, it can really really, really keep 
keep us tripped up. So for example, one of the things that happened to me, I just mentioned was a relationship when I was real young. And I believed at the point of rejection that I was never, ever going to handle, or I was never going to be able to handle getting hurt again. So what happened was, is like I mentioned, I developed all these unhealthy dating patterns because it was easier to do that than risk getting hurt again. But the problem was, is I, if I had at the point of rejection, if I thought, you know what, I feel very horrible right now and I'm really, really hurting, uh, but now's not the time for me to make any decisions about the future. And I know I feel like I won't be able to handle it in the future. I won't be able to handle getting hurt, but I don't know if that's true or not because I'm really hurting right now. I'm going to circle back with myself later after I've had some healing and I'm going to assess from a logical perspective what happened and I'm going to teach my feelings. I'm going to teach my emotions. I'm going to talk to myself and teach myself the truth. So again, you want to pay attention to what you're thinking and what you're feeling at the point of rejection and you want to reject untruths and just be good to yourself. Comfort yourself. Let yourself feel what you feel. Let yourself feel bad. But again, don't make any assumptions. Don't make plans about the future. Don't do any assessments about yourself or how horrible men are or dating is or anything like that. It does not help. Also, you can ask yourself as you're thinking about what am I thinking at the point of rejection and what am I feeling at the point of rejection? You can ask yourself, have I seen these patterns in the way that I'm thinking about this situation in any other place in my life? So what I mean is maybe you grew up always feeling like the underdog or feeling lesser than, or feeling like you had to perform, or feeling like everything is always your fault, or feeling like when people are angry at you that it's something that you have done, right? If you can see those patterns anywhere else in your life, ask yourself, am I carrying those perspectives into my dating love life and into this particular situation in which I feel rejected? The reason why you wanna do that is because like I said, if you're not processing what happened and rejection from the right perspective, it can keep you stuck. It can keep you in a place of blaming yourself forever and ever. This is what I did. I would go around and around and around in circles in my mind about what happened in that relationship. And constantly I was blaming myself and I was stuck for a very, very long time. And if I look back into my life, I can see where that pattern of always blaming myself for everything came from, right? It didn't just happen in that dating relationship when that rejection happened. It started long before in my family of origin. So you can go back and ask yourself, is the way that I am responding right now can I see it somewhere else in my past? Did I take on that victim mentality in my past? Did I always feel like everything was my fault? Did I feel like I wasn't lovable? You know, what was it? See if there are any patterns. And then if you need to get some professional help or some help from someone who can help you process what went on, I highly suggest it. I seriously should have gotten some professional help or some counseling or something to help me process that rejection because I was stuck for a long, long time. Also, you want to do what you can to make peace, and then you want to let go. If you are a pleaser and you're always blaming yourself for everything like I was, 
You want to do what you can to make peace with the other person, and then you want to let go. You want to recognize that there's a part of you that you have the responsibility to make peace with the other person, but then they have a responsibility to do their part, and you cannot do their part. For example, let's say that a man says that you know he wants to break up or he's not interested in dating you, and he explains why, or maybe he doesn't explain why, and you give him an opportunity to explain. You say, I'm really sorry for anything that's happened. Would you like to talk about it? And then you tell him that you're sorry, right? And then he still doesn't want to see you anymore. You know that you've done the best that you can because you have apologized for your part in whatever went wrong, but then the rest of it is up to him, right? You do not want to chase a man that is walking away from you because that will not help. When you have one of these conversations, you want to have it in a calm way, give him an opportunity to speak, try to refrain from becoming really emotional because what that will do is it's just going to convolute the conversation and make it so that you cannot hear each other. Also, I kind of mentioned this a minute ago, is that you want to, through rejection, you want to change how you think by finding someone else who can give you some outside perspective or support. In fact, this podcast right here, this is a great example of getting some different perspectives, but you might need to go to someone else who is a professional who can help you sort it all out. Oh, This is a lot, right? Rejection can be really, really difficult. It can really hurt. But again, I want to remind you that it's really important how you handle it. Not only in your dating life, but in your family of origin, right? If there's been some of that in your family of origin with a same-sex or opposite-sex parent, you might want to go back and take a look at some of that stuff so that you can date in a healthier way way. All right. I hope this has been helpful, like I said. And as I close, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, baby. Keep it sunny, baby.